You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, The Mutiny. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's up, Mike? Star Wars fans, good to be back. Uh, Hey, it's 2020 now. A lot of good things to look forward to in the Star Wars uh, universe. And uh, hey... Something's coming up pretty quick. We got a. It looks like a confirmation. I was. I just asked you earlier about it because I wasn't yeah. exactly sure because I didn't hear anything from like StarWars.com. But uh, something was. Something happened on. Uh, you want to explain it? It's. It's the Clone Wars. Obviously, is coming in February. It looks like the seventeenth is the. Uh, yeah. The date. Yeah. yeah. So the official date for for the Clone Wars on Disney Plus uh, season seven is February seventeenth. Um, that is essentially the only details that we have at the moment because, and watch this tomorrow morning, they'll send a press release, uh, (laughs) before I post this episode. But, um, yeah, I, as of right now, uh, Tuesday evening, I, I, all we know is, is that it's coming. Uh, there was a, there's a couple of brief screens, sort of, uh, new, new moments that we haven't seen yet in, uh, in a, just a little, uh, Oh My Disney which is like a Disney social media um, mm. account. Um, they they posted a little video. Um, <clears throat> I think about stuff coming in 2020. I haven't actually watched the whole video. I've just seen like breakouts of the Clone Wars thing. Um, but I believe that the video is like, uh, oh, all of this stuff is coming in 2020, whether it's movies or Clone Wars or whatever. Um, and it had the date on it. It had February 17th as the date on it. So... That's the uh, that's the official word. Uh, I did, in fact, attempt to get a little bit more detail on this and and uh, uh, tweeted at uh, Star Wars as well as Tracy Canobio <laughs> and yeah. and uh, Chris Argaropoulos uh, all at, at Lucasfilm to see if they would uh, uh, confirm whether whether or not. Um, we were getting all episodes at once or if we were going to get them on a weekly feed, um, as we did, uh, with the Mandalorian. But, um, 
Right. Yeah, I hope I hope that it's a weekly feed so that we can all kind of enjoy it together and that I don't have to take a day off of work just to watch it to avoid spoilers. But uh, uh, at the same time, give me all that Clone Wars. Uh, (laughs) It's uh, it's it really doesn't matter either way. I'll be happy. But um, yeah, I'm just checking my Twitter and I don't think I've gotten a response yet. Not seeing anything. Keeping it close. I did. I did. I I did tweet a controversial tweet yesterday. I didn't realize how controversial this would be. What was that? But uh, I tweeted uh, how Palpatine survived Return of the Jedi is quote off topic, but Lando's vague and confusing <laughs> connection to Jana in the last five minutes of yeah. the movie made it into the cut. So this yeah. is a this is a Rise of Skywalker thing. Um, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah, so uh one of the editors for Rise of Skywalker commented last week that uh the reason why I uh, why Palpatine's uh, uh backstory his the whatever fills in the gap between Return of the Jedi and and the the sequel trilogy um it it was it was filmed, it was in the movie, and it was cut because they felt it was too off-topic. Um, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But but my point is... Um, I mean, like, Palpatine being alive kind of is the topic of the first two acts of the movie. Um, but whatever, yeah. that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of a big deal. I, I I believe that we're given all of the information that we require in order for the story to work, but uh, it's uh, it's Star Wars. Uh, how did he survive? It's dumb. It doesn't make a difference well, to they, me. Yeah, right? They just like, reference they reference the you know episode three in his in his yeah. uh, speech to Anakin. Exactly, that's, and that's, that's how they do it. That's <laughs> all. That's all I need because any more yeah. explanation than that is just going to be stupid, no matter which way you slice it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. How did he survive? Well, he uh, opened up a portal in the world between worlds and he teleported himself to Exegol. Well, then why is he all mangled and destroyed, right? Uh, well, the the lightning did it to him, I guess. Uh, that would be dumb. I uh, He survived the explosion. That's really dumb. He was falling into the... We assume, we assume the reactor. Uh, I, right. I don't know, maybe he was just falling down a shaft, but regardless, the whole thing blew up and spread its debris across the whole system. Um, what was the time frame, though, from the from the time that he... It seemed like there was there was time from the yeah. when he fell over to when it actually blew up. I mean, because, you know, he had, Luke had to drag Vader out and put him on the sure. ship, and that probably took a while. There's so, a couple minutes. There's a couple I mean, there's, if you really wanted to stretch, you could say yeah. he's he's a Sith master. He somehow you know, cushioned his fall or somehow the fall didn't kill him. And he was, it had time to get in a shuttle and get out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah, there was but time it, to do that, but it doesn't explain why he's half a man. No, no, no. Right. right so right. yeah, it has to have been that he was caught in the explosion at some point. <clears throat> I guess he could have gotten into a shuttle taken off and then the shuttle could have been destroyed in the explosion. But, um, yeah, uh, regardless, my point being that no matter what your explanation is, it's not going to be satisfactory to anyone. Uh, not to anyone. Somebody out there will be like, oh, thank God they explained it. A lot of people probably actually. But but it's not – you're never going to please everyone, I guess is no. what I'm saying. So it really doesn't matter. 
it's really it's it's really irrelevant whether or not you explain it the fact is he's managed to survive um and as i said i i on the faster more intense review that we did i if i'm if i'm cool with darth maul surviving then i'm cool then i have to be cool with this yeah right right right. so it goes uh you can't you can't pick and choose when the rules apply and they don't apply um yeah, Palpatine can survive because Darth Maul survived getting cut in half and falling down yeah. a shaft. So right? he's falling down a shaft too. Yeah, yeah, no different. It's no yeah. different. Um, and that yeah. goes on to be one of my favorite continuous storylines in the saga. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, the yeah. the the back and forth between uh, uh, Maul and Obi Wan. It's it's epic, and it's not even done yet. We we don't even have all the pieces. We only have some of it. So. Yeah, um, I'm sure that we will get that explanation. I'm sure that we will get those scenes and deleted scenes on the Blu-ray or Disney Plus or however they want to release that. But I, uh, but regardless, I, my point being that got cut for being quote unquote off topic when <clears throat> there is absolutely no mention of any sort of connection or any reason for a connection between Lando and Jana. And then in the last five minutes of the movie, we're suddenly thrown into this scene with the two of them where it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from the gold system. Where are you from? I don't know. Yeah, well, let's find right. out together. Okay. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't want to see whatever that star Wars story is. Let's tell that star Wars story. That's cool by me. That seems like something that should be in the novel and not on the screen. Because mm-hmm. even the first time I watched the movie, I was like, what? what, what what's happening? What, yeah. what's, what's going on? In case you didn't notice, guys, I and I think I said this last week, like we're in full spoiler. Like <laughs> yeah. you've had no warnings. You've you've had tons of time to see the Rise of Skywalker. This is a Star Wars podcast. You ain't seen Rise of Skywalker yet. You're going to get spoiled if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast. Um that is your spoiler warning, which was a little bit too late, but uh regardless, I I yeah, it, it there's there's some stuff in the visual dictionary that uh, that that talks about how uh Lando had a daughter who was taken by the first order um, and would be about the same age as Jenna. Um, so I don't think that that's meant to imply that Jenna is indeed his daughter. Um, I think that it's meant to imply that he, he lost a daughter and he sees an opportunity to, mm. to, to help some, like essentially she's like a surrogate to him uh sort of uh like oh i wasn't able to help her but i can help you right you know um which is great that's a fantastic story and it's two uh it's two uh uh people of color uh in the star wars galaxy uh sharing a moment which is a great thing um because because i it may actually be one of the first times um but uh yeah, it's it, there's a, a well, I guess, I guess, I guess if we're gonna go by that standard, then Tamara Morrison and mm. Daniel Logan in any of their scenes uh, it would qualify. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, it is definitely I, I, 
a story worth telling. It's just weird to introduce the entirety of it in the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> well, you set it up like I, I was thinking the same thing. Watching that scene for the first time, I'm thinking, oh, here we go. He's going to say, oh, wow, well, you know, like this, they're going to make some connection that like it's his daughter. That's that's what, you know, my first initial reaction was I was just waiting for it. Like, OK, when is he going to say, you know, I used to have, a, you know, whatever. Or, yeah. And it never came. But I also heard some rumors that in some deleted scenes or something that that could have been the case that it goes on maybe a little more i don't know but you know the the internet's been going crazy with the, the yeah. deleted scene stuff it, so it, it it almost feels to me like it's accidentally still in the movie like they uh, went through they cut everything else from that storyline and that got left in and nobody noticed somehow mm. <laughs> like yeah. like whoops like somebody didn't hit save <laughs> right after they deleted that scene from the or it's either that or or um they didn't have anything else to put in there and they and the and the picture was all was like so not picture was locked but like like John Williams had already written the piece of music and they're like well it need we need it to fill out the time so for the music right Mm-hmm. That generally wouldn't happen because score doesn't come in until picture is locked and picture should be locked once the edit is sorted out. And so regardless, to me, it feels like somebody somewhere along the lines messed up um, and that that thread got left in there. Um, it also may have been them attempting to uh, this is a very cynical way of of addressing it, but but it may have been them attempting to um fill some sort of quota that that Disney mm. thought they had to fill with with these two uh people of color on screen together. Um You know, you know another thing too real quick which I that, hope that's not the case, uh, but but No, no, of course might not. Be. I think you know what's weird is like they also set that up like another thing that I thought too was like, "Oh, wow, well, like you said, are we going to get some kind of a a story about Lando and and Jaina and some and then I'm thinking there's no way that Billy D Williams is going to do anything more than what he did in Rise. I mean, the dude is 82 years old. Yeah, he's not necessarily you know the right time to be filming and and to put into the rigors of not that it's hard being an actor, but like you can just tell like JJ got so much out of him. Like when you see him at the at all these um, conventions, I mean, he really is like he just kind of like he's just there, you know, and he doesn't really have much excitement going on. He he says what he has to say, and he kind of sits there. But he really got something out of Billy D for this movie. And I just don't think you're gonna get, you know, Billy D in some kind of series with Jenna. Just it's just kind of a, like you said, it's just an odd, an odd part of the movie. Like it's, it's just this little what thirty second scene, and. I don't know what were they trying to set up. Yeah, it's just one of those where you kind of shake your head, like I'm, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's fine, but I just don't know what they were. What are they trying to set up here? Or are they just trying to throw little cookies out there, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe that was her. Maybe it's up to you to decide if they're related or not. I don't know. It's an odd, odd thing, though. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, Sorry, I I'm getting a little bit of uh, a semi breaking news here. I, yeah. I, just because I had my Twitter open and I was about to close it, and I saw that um, that uh, Jonah Marie had actually posted some, uh, an article from Yahoo Entertainment that I haven't I haven't jumped into the the entire article, um, but uh, her quote that she's pulled out of it is that the fireball is in the last battle scene in 
Rise of Skywalker. Um, So this is the quote that she's pulled out of the out of the article. The fireball from Star Wars Resistance is in there and there are some other ships from the other animated series. You throw them in the giant fleet and they get they get lost a little bit in the mix. And that's from Neil Scanlon. Um, and Jonah Marie says, wish it had been featured more prominently, but that's awesome. And I'm just responding to her with, uh, not good enough for me, either it's featured or it's basically not there. (laughs) Uh, cause that is how I feel. It's like, so what? So what? It's not in the movie. It's not in the movie. Like it's, yeah. If I have to freeze frame the Blu-ray in four months in order to be able to see that the fireball is there, it's not there. The ghost is there because we saw the ghost immediately the second that that trailer dropped. Everybody saw it. It was like, there's the Falcon. There's the ghost right next to it. Um, yeah, the, the what is it? The Shadowcaster, I think, is the mm. other ship that's right next to the ghost. And it's like, okay, those are there. Like, that's that's legit. But if the fireball is meant to be in that scene... And if Kazuta Ziono does not say a word to Poe Dameron, then it's not there. It's not where, there. Where was now? Where was it? She was saying it was at again. It's it's in that last scene. This is just Did, it's just it, the the quote is the fireball from Star Wars Resistance is in there, and there are some other ships from the animated series. You throw them in the giant fleet, and they get lost a little bit in the mix. Oh, okay. It's so like, it's somewhere in the battle, I'm assuming then. Yeah, yeah, it's in the final battle. And it's like that's not that's not good enough. That's not even remotely I mean, close yeah. to good enough for me. That's it. I'm getting really frustrated with Lucasfilm and the whole like fan is is upset about x and then somebody from the production comes out and goes no 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 don't be upset about that don't be upset about that we actually we did that and it's like but you didn't Mm. you didn't i don't care that you filmed stuff for for palpatine's backstory it's not in the movie it's not there right like if it's not on screen it's not there and if if the ghost is six pixels in the background it's not there yeah. Like it, that's just not good enough, you know, like I, it, it just, it really frustrates me that they want to be like, no, we did what you wanted us to do. And it's like, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You absolutely didn't stop trying to change how we feel about the movie because you guys dropped an asset in the background. Yeah. That's not, this is, here is the problem. The problem is that Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams treated the animated stuff like TV. Right? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not that they didn't include the stuff. It's that it's not important according to them. Right? Whereas when, in my opinion, you look at the way that Ryan Johnson approached folding in the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels... Uh, it's absolutely relevant when you look at the way that that I, I, Jake Kasdan wrote stuff into Solo. Obviously, it matters to him because Crimson Dawn is Crimson Dawn, and that has everything to do with Darth Maul. And you only know that if you care yeah. about the Clone Wars 
and and Star Wars Rebels. Like it and the fact that he's got I mean and granted there's other parts of the team that 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 help fill this in and stuff, but the the when we see the lightsaber and it's an inquisitor lightsaber that's been broken in, like it's the one that he's got when we first see him mm-hmm. in in Star Wars Rebels, right? Like it's important. This stuff is important. So yeah, it's the fact that like they didn't even get cameos. The ghost didn't get a cameo. The ghost is just an asset in the background. And I'm really excited that it's there. And I'm really excited that it also lands in the background on on Agent Kloss at the end of the movie. But these stories are important stories, right? Like the animated stuff, there's more animated content than there is film content. Mm-hmm. And yet it's still seen as lesser than by the filmmakers, by some of the filmmakers, I should say. Um, Now, I mean, like the flip side of that is we're going to talk about this episode, The Mutiny, and uh, the Crimson Corsair makes an appearance in this episode. And people who were getting excited that the Crimson Corsair was going to show up, I hate to say it, but I was absolutely right. He (laughs) says a few lines and then he's gone. Yeah. Why even model the character? I don't <laughs> understand. The Crimson Corsair is supposed to be awesome. He's supposed to be super cool, like this great character. Like, there's some other EU stuff out there that, like, it, he's supposed to be super cool. You wouldn't know it from this episode, no. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I. It's just it's not good enough to me that that they that they throw us these bones. You know what I mean? Like, I want meat on the bones. Otherwise, like, don't bother. Yeah. You know, I, such a big difference from when, like, Dave Filoni working on, on The Mandalorian with Jon Favreau and everybody else makes sure that, oh, a bunch of Imperial troops are going to come in. Cool. We'll use the troop carrier from Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Which it is itself inspired by a Kenner toy. Right, like that—that that is such an attention to detail and care, um, that shows us like, oh, this is somebody who actually like he gets it. He is on the same level. Um, and to me, I don't know. It's just like I—I I really feel like if you're making a Star Wars movie, that maybe you should be on either either go off in the galaxy and do something completely unrelated, or be on the same level as the people who who support it day in and day out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like the casuals do not care. Um, they don't. It's a bunch of ships. It doesn't matter to them. But mm-hmm. we invest time in shows like like Clone Wars, Rebels and Resistance. Um, and then to be told, no, the fireball is there. It's like I get like I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to paint Neil Scanlon as a as a jerk or anything like that. I think that he's genuinely trying to be like be like no, we did we did try and put all this stuff in. It's not he's not who I'm frustrated with in this scenario. It's 100% JJ Abrams that I'm frustrated with because like they they just drop the ball on that on that moment and it could have been every bit as good as Endgame to those of us in the audience who actually who actually know this stuff, 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be really careful in choosing my words because I don't want to yeah. make it sound yeah. like people who aren't into the animated stuff aren't real Star Wars fans. That's not what I'm like. If that's how it's coming across, that's not at all how I mean it. it like there was a few tweets a couple couple days ago that was like, look, it, like there's a guy who's like, if you're not a real Star Wars fan, if you don't. If you haven't consumed the movies and the books and the blah, 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 you got a two out of three. Like, I got a list of seven things. And if you haven't done three of these, then you're not a real star. Like that, the any argument like that is a stupid gatekeeping argument. What I'm trying to say is that, like, those of you who are listening to this podcast, especially Star Wars Resistance episodes of this podcast, you guys are on, on the same page with us, I think. And, and that meaning, like, you've watched this stuff. You've watched freemaker adventures you've Mm. watched the animated stuff you've watched all of forces of destiny which means these characters are relevant to you they matter to you you have a connection to them even if kazuda ziono isn't my favorite character from the animated stuff his connection to poe dameron is worthwhile yeah and the show would be strengthened and the movie would be strengthened if you explained in the film that Kaz and the Aces are in that battle and that Poe Dameron is the one who recruited them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, it would have been really simple. Earlier in the movie, you just have a line of, of Poe Dameron of, like, like, I, like we're, we're gathering forces, but it's too slow. And, like... I got Kaz out there and, and I've got, and like this character and that, like, like sort of talking, like bringing some of the resistance reborn stuff as well. Reference the fact that, that Poe has been trying to drum up support mm-hmm. along with like, like that, that, um, that, uh, uh, snap has been doing this as well. And like, like give us a reason, like set up the fact that wedge is going to show up at the end of the movie give wedge more than one line and give him more than one shot inside the gunner gunwell of the falcon but whatever um just just like just give us a hint of like of like when she when he's talking to ray of like look we're trying but all of that is nothing compared to 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 you and we need you out there you're a we need you out in the fight right like just sort of it's just a couple extra lines in that moment and then later on in the battle when he's like i guess nobody's coming like we've we've lost there's there's just too many of them and then for lando to be like but there's more of us and then kaz to be like yeah poe we got your back and then and then for him to be like kaz is that you and then wedge comes in is like like cut the chatter or something like that right how great would it have been if wedge would have said to somebody cut the chatter because uh, that's obviously yes. said to him right yeah. um and there like there it is right there of like like see how much more impactful that is than just like a blink and you miss it wedge was in the movie but instead having wedge be like hey cut the chatter we got a job to do and then and then they all form up on poe and then they actually do some some flying as opposed to like I have been saying, like Poe Dameron, one of the big three in this trilogy is reduced to circling the battlefield in the Mm -hmm. third act. Like what if the third act of return of the Jedi built up to Lando? Oh yeah. You know, they must've heard about my maneuvers at the battle of Tanab and it's like, okay, cool. Awesome. We're about to go into this fight. And then all we got from Lando was, 
we're we're gonna attack now. We're attacking. <laughs> you guys, we we're attacking stuff. Did you guys? Did Luke deal with it? Did we deal with the thing? And then for Luke Skywalker to be like, I blew up the Death Star from the inside while I fought the Emperor. It's like that. That would be the mm. equivalent, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we'd be a little bit annoyed with that. I think that we would look back at that and go like, it would have been cooler if Lando would have done something. But Lando and Wedge do something. And, like, here's the thing. Wedge, like, it, it's never even called out that it's Wedge in in uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, is it? Like, does he even get a name mention in Return of the Jedi? I'm hard pressed to, Yeah, I'm hard-pressed to think of anybody being like... I don't think so. Being like Wedge. Maybe they say Red 3, but... No, because he's rogue leader at that point. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be Red 3. So, I mean, like, he talks a lot. He has lines. But nobody's ever like, hey, that's Wedge Antilles, one of the greatest pilots in the Alliance. Right? Like, it's just, he's just there and he's important. And it's only there for people who know who Wedge Antilles is. And, like, a, like guaranteed, 9 out of 10 people who've seen Return of the Jedi, no idea that the guy who flies the X-Wing in with Lando in the Millennium Falcon is also Luke's wingman from mm. a new hope, right? Like guaranteed yeah. nine out of 10. And the, the 10th person is a hardcore star Wars fan like us. So uh, like, I, like, I don't know. I just, it's just, it's just, I just find it so aggravating. Space battles are one of my favorite things in star Wars that like hands down, like everything I say about rogue one dissolves away when I'm watching that space battle over Scarif. Because it's so good. It's not that the technology stops us from being able to do that. The technology makes it actually better. Like when those, when that X-Wing, when they're trying to make it through the gate as it's closing, and that one X-Wing like, like, I, I sort of like hits the thing and kind of like bounces along, along the shield, like yeah. the pieces kind of scatter and it kind of like yeah. all... Oh, like like yeah. like bounces across the the planetary shield that's rad that's yeah. as cool as star wars gets because you're like you it sells you on the moment um there is no moment like that in 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 rise of skywalker um in that battle and granted like our focus <clears throat> is 100% on ray it is so much more important her part i feel like they they basically nail that whole element of it. Um, but yeah, Finn's is, is all right, but it could have been a little bit better. Mm. And I've talked about that in, in other stuff. And then, and then Poe, like Poe just gets so shortchanged. And then he does get his moments of like, it's okay, Finn, I'm, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'll get you. And they're like, you're not that fast. And he's like, I'm fast enough. And then Lando's like, yeah, "Yeah, but I'm faster. And it's like, okay, yes, the Millennium Falcon is faster. Yeah. But like, (laughs) also you, you, you stole Poe's moment. Like Lando, you got your moment. You got your, there's more of us. All right. Like, come on. Um, but whatever. Anyways, anyways. Well, just just to go back to like you were saying with with this, oh, you can spot it somewhere in there. But I've seen the movie what four times, and mm-hmm. I do I do recall picking out the ghost, um, and that's another another problem. With, you know, like you said, just with the whole cast thing. Like you, ha- and, in, and in this movie, you have you know 
uh, ordinary pilot number one piloting an X-wing, and you got an ordinary pilot that they show close-ups on, and they do it like those of us that are watching these shows. It's like, like we said before, why couldn't you have put one of those as Kaz or one of the other? Like, like we said before, nobody's gonna. The Star Wars fans are gonna love it. Everybody, the casual fan, not gonna carry it one way or the other. It's just another, you know. Uh, resistance pilot number two or three you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's like why wouldn't you why why can't you do that i don't know i don't what's the what the big deal is you here's know? here's here's the here's the section from this article so this is from yahoo entertainment it's written by uh ethan alter and uh let me scroll back down to that part of the story it's easy to find because it's a there's a the shot the famous shot of every of all the ships uh, just when all hope, old and new, seems lost for the Resistance in the big climactic battle with Palpatine's final order, Lando Calrissian flies to the rescue with an armada of spaceships in his wake. And not just any spaceships. At the express direction of Abrams, the VFX team populated the fleet with vessels that fans will recognize from Star Wars animated shows like Rebels and Resistance. Mm. JJ was very keen on us getting some of the Star Wars history and nods to other series in there because he loves that stuff so much, says Creature and Special Makeup Effects creative supervisor Neil Scanlon. Eagle-eyed Rebels viewers, including Star Freddy Prince Jr., already spotted the show's central spaceship, The Ghost, in early trailers. But Scanlan says that other surprise cameos are hidden throughout the sequence as well. The mm. fireball from Resistance is in there, and some uh, uh, in there, and there are some other ships from the animated series. You throw them in that giant fleet, and they get a little lost, a little uh, get lost a little bit in the mix. All the more reason to buy the movie on Blu-ray so you can do some frame by frame Easter egg hunting. <laughs> That's that that last line is the is the, right. the person writing the article. Frame by frame. So. Like this, this is this is what kind of rankles me is that like I get it like there's a purpose to articles like this, but this article is not. This isn't journalism. This is PR, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a quote. Uh, oh man, I don't want to attribute it to the wrong person, but the quote is that um, journalism is telling the stories nobody wants you to know know about yeah. like uh, everything else is pr i think it might be orson welles no not mm. orson welles not orson welles uh shoot my brain is going blank yeah, on I this. Look that up now. 1984 who wrote 1984 well oh, geez got me i oh my god i'm a dummy today um <laughs> you're talking about uh you talking about a Japanese writer? No, no, no. no the 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 uh, George Orwell. That's that's why I was thinking. Oh, George Orwell. Orwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George yeah. Orwell. I I think that might have been him, who said that. I because I, that's a very 1984 thing to say. Um, but yeah, it, and and so a like there's a there's there's a very unhealthy mix of two types of articles floating around the internet right now. There are ridiculous Reddit threads that we're not going to get into. Um, because they don't deserve oxygen on this podcast. Uh, I, they, that purport that everybody hated everybody while making the movie and that Disney is the worst, but JJ is yeah. also the worst, but also yeah. it's somehow George Lucas's fault. And it's also Kathleen, but it's, it's always Kathleen Kennedy's fault though. At the end of the day, because she is a woman, it's always her fault. Um, I, there are those types of articles. And then there are the articles that are like, 
Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but this movie is totally rad, and all the stuff in it is totally rad, and we got interviews with people who worked on the movie, uh, and they all say that it's totally rad. Uh, this was totally, totally all approved by Disney and Lucasfilm for us mm. to publish before we published it, so... Uh, yeah, it's like those are the two types of articles, and I really don't feel like anything that that it like straddles the line of those. That is like, there's cool stuff in this movie. There's also some problems with this movie. I'd yeah. really like to know where that stuff came from. Like nobody's getting any traction on that stuff, and not only I don't even think anybody's able to even ask those questions because yeah. um, it's just so guarded. I think that so much of that stuff would just be no comment. Right, mm-hmm. it would be like, well, what's on the screen is on the screen, and it's like, all right, uh, stuff yeah. like that. But, but there's there, I do believe that there is a hidden truth behind some of this, some of the stuff in this movie, and and why, um, why the sequel trilogy ended up the way that it ended up, uh, and in particular, Rise of Skywalker, which uh, is a lot of sleight of hand, of like, don't. St- stop to ask a question because mm-hmm. if you do it's gonna start to it's gonna start to fall apart and as i've said i said it on twitter and i've said it on i think on other podcasts thank god for pablo hidalgo who puts out a book like like the visual dictionary and knows what questions we have already because mm-hmm. he is yeah. a he's he's a fan like us yeah. So he knows what questions we have and he seeks to answer those questions wherever he's permitted to do so. But um, I, there, there's, there's, and there's two elements to that as well. There are elements where they're like, we don't want to answer that. We just don't. And then there are elements where it's like, we're not ready to answer that because we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into something in the visual dictionary when yeah. there's probably a story there worth telling. Yeah. And, and in those instances, I'm totally fine with it. So it's like Palpatine, there's no explanation in the visual dictionary for how Palpatine survived. And I'm totally fine with that. Give us the Marvel comic series, star Wars Palpatine and connect dots from, from the, the, the Plagueis novel that is not in Canon anymore, but bring some of that stuff in clear up whether or not he created Anakin bring us all the way through the 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 fall of the republic the rise of the empire and then the fall of the empire and then fill in the gaps into uh rise of skywalker and give us an explanation for why snoke how snoke what mm. snoke right <laughs> like there there are there are stories there to tell that are worthwhile um and and uh, Kylo Ren, I think, is going to do a little bit of that as well. It's, I don't think that it's one story to tell. I think we'll get pieces over the course of things, but yeah, for sure. But but then there are other things where it's like, it's like why why isn't this more prominent? Why isn't that whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, sooner or later, we'll. I don't know if there's anything to get to the bottom of with Star Wars Resistance. I think that it's just really simply the show didn't didn't play on disney channel so they cut it off after two seasons Mm -hmm. and um and then i think that i do think like reading that those quotes i think that neil scanlon believes that jj likes the stuff that exists um and respects it i don't think that jj understands the level of commitment that fans have to those characters if I, you know, when I hear that quote, I think that this is what I think that he goes, 
Oh, and by the way, if you want to, you know, you can throw in Easter eggs if you guys want to throw in Easter eggs from TV shows like he, yeah. he that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there, Star Wars is known for throwing in these little yeah. Easter eggs and little things all the time. And he probably said, that, hey, throw some stuff in there if you want to. If it's from the TV, yeah, great. You know what yeah. I mean? That kind of thing. That's kind of how I picture it going. But who knows? You know, I don't know. I'm not in there. But that's kind of what I th- how I think. It's yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is that we can only ever we can only ever guess until somebody comes out and says one way or the other. Yeah. But uh, so it's all just speculation. But yeah, I don't know. For me, it's like you gotta you have to do more than just throwing an asset in the background. Mm-hmm. And why is the show called Star Wars Resistance? You know what I mean? Mm. Like I said, I went into the whole thing last week. I won't reiterate. But it's just, why is it called Resistance if it's not about joining the fight? Joining the fight, yeah. Against yeah. the First Order. All Maybe this that's... stuff of, like, like these happenstance, like, oh, the First Order happens to be there, and we have to fight them in order to survive. I'm so sick of that, and I want to see... I want to see the aces go up against the first order. And I think, I think next week we're going to get that in the one hour episode, yeah, but, right. um, yeah, yeah. I just, it's just, I'm just kind of, I'm, I, I want the show to be something that it's not, and that's not fair to the show. Yeah. Um, this week's episode was great, by the way. Like I, we haven't even really gotten into the mutiny. It was a great episode. Um, but again, it's, it's, you remember when they did the episode of rebels where uh, it was chopper AP five and Zeb on the base while everybody else was off having an adventure. And then the assassin droid comes to the base and they stop or whatever. And everybody was like, Oh, this episode is just filler. And Dave Filoni got a little bit rankled, rightly so, I think, because he was like, well, what's, what, what is filler? Like, I hate that term. And mm-hmm. I, I agree with him. I don't like the term because, like, the stories are the stories, right? Like, these are the stories that we tell. Um, they're all relevant to somebody. If Zeb is your favorite character, that episode's probably in your top, right? If you don't care for Zeb that much or if he's just a character that you enjoy but don't really care that much about, yeah. then it's like, okay, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, like every every Star Wars story is somebody's favorite Star Wars story. I think that's that's the takeaway. Right. Um, Jonah Marie loves Resistance. Yeah. And, yeah, and when sure. the series is all said and done, I would love to get her on to talk about the series because I would love to understand, like, where she's coming at the mm-hmm. series from that she loves it as much as she does. Because I like I think you and I, we're just not there. Like, right. I enjoy it from time to time. Um, and it's had its highs, but, but it's, to me, it's had a lot more lows, but then I flip back and like star Wars rebels is my favorite star Wars of all star Wars. Right. And, Mm. and I know that there's a lot of people out there who are like star Wars rebels is not good. And I'm Mm. like, I don't understand how your brain works. So it, it (laughs) like, this is what I said. Like, it's just all, all star Wars stories. Every star Wars story is somebody's favorite star Wars story. And I, I think that that's an important thing for us to remember yeah. as Star Wars fans. I think it's really interesting. It's been really interesting to see Paul uh, from the saga continues um, kind of come around on The Last Jedi in the last little bit as like he just did a watch through of all three movies in, in really quick succession over the course of two days. Basically, he watched The Force Awakens and then the next day he watched The Last Jedi and then went into a screening of Rise. And I... Uh, 
And he came out of it going like, okay, I get it now. Like I see all the dots connected from all three movies and, and he appreciates some of the story points in last Jedi that I don't think he really, that he vibed with previously because now rise of Skywalker actually like is informed by those choices that Ryan Johnson made. Mm. Um, and vice versa. Like the flip side of that is that because Rise of Skywalker in so many instances strengthens The Last Jedi. I actually appreciate Rise of Skywalker for that because it makes one of my favorite Star Wars movies even better. Yeah. Um, and and so it's it's interesting to see people come around on stuff like that. It's interesting to watch people um, watch The Mandalorian get to the end of the series and then find out about the Darksaber and go, oh, I do need to watch The Clone Wars and Rebels. It's like, <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Um, And it's been really interesting since Disney plus launched to see the number of people who go like, well, now that I have access to the whole series, I'm going to watch star Wars rebels. And then so many of them come away from it going, this show is rad. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, been trying to tell you for about five or six years now. Yeah. Welcome to 2000. What? uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were there and we were banging that drum. I think from day one, um, that show exceeded my expectations by all measures, uh, especially once season two starts cranking. You get Ahsoka mm-hmm. in there and Vader, yeah. and it just becomes peak Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like, that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And season three and four, it's like, come on. Like, like get, get out of here. Like, yeah, yeah Kanan's storyline is so good. Darth Maul's final moments with Obi Wan, like it's all so good. Yeah, some great um, stuff. And people are finally waking up to that. And I'm waiting for the moment for like for everybody to finish Rebels and Clone Wars, and then to watch Solo again and have them go, "Oh wait, now <laughs> Darth Maul is actually like that's cool that yeah. they put him in a live action movie." Because I think if you didn't watch those things and you saw Darth Maul, you're like. Huh? What? 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 Why? Why would you do that? Right? And it's like, well, and and granted, like that's the risk that you take when when the animated stuff informs the movies. But um, but for those of us who are along for the ride, it doesn't get much better. It doesn't get much better than that reveal. That reveal is killer if you were there the whole time. But yeah. um, yeah, so I'm waiting sure. to see the 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 knock on effect of that. There's been so much like downstream Star Wars love because of Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian in particular. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. just like getting everybody to watch everything else and enjoy everything else so much. But yeah, I wonder if that you know you mentioned that scan that talked about the you know the the fireball in there. It kind of makes you think of well, maybe they do at maybe the end of this. Uh, season this series maybe they do end up you know with the resistance I don't know you know that's kind of a spoiler for him to say something like that but but you never know we'll see I get you know we got a few more episodes left yeah. so it's always a possibility and the only other thing too that was going on like um, obviously I, we've heard that we were supposed to get in some kind of an announcement that uh, they're going to announce the next movie perhaps this month sometime or what's coming next in the Star Wars universe as far as yeah. movies go. So it, it, I, news has to be imminent on, on some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we're not going to get into the details of until it's corroborated uh, in a, in another, by another source, but um, uh, oh man, I'm having a hard time remembering who 
talking about the rebel stuff the rebel the yeah. the the sequel series to rebels yeah apparently according to this source i can't remember the site star you guys, wars newsnet it was a star wars newsnet yeah okay it's the one that i yeah yeah i know and which is a sometimes a reliable source just like making star wars somehow these guys come up with these yeah these scoops and a lot of times they're right so this is yeah one of those i mean know, like look yeah if ever a rumor you want uh, it to be true could yeah i want if, they, if ever there was a rumor i wanted it to be true this yeah. is it yeah, yeah. because that what they're saying is that is that it's already in production um and it's coming later this year um i would find that very surprising based on things that ashley Eckstein has said in the last little bit but at the same time ewan mcgregor was lying through his teeth for five years yeah so <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, all bets are off at this point. Don't trust anything anybody uh, associated with Star Wars is saying. Um, yeah. uh, because, yeah, the, 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 the truth comes out eventually. But, um, and the rumor I mean, was ho- that. Hopefully, hopefully it's a Sabine Ahsoka show. I mean, like, come on. Like, give me that. Well, that's how they left off. Yeah. The search yeah. for Ezra. Let's search go. Search for Ezra. Yeah. Let's do it. You know what's crazy is that the rumor on that site was like, not that it's coming. It's like it's coming this year. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, where that? You know, like out of the blue. Like, whoa. But this like, is and crazy. like Dave Filoni has said, like, oh, I'm focused on, on the Mandalorian, and we've heard so many times that yeah. Ahsoka's story is Dave's story to tell, and I would it, it would be really interesting to learn that that's been happening alongside yeah. the Mandalorian because obviously he's been devoting so much time to the Mandalorian. It shows it's all on screen. Um, and it's, it's, it's on the page. Like it's, 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 it's there, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, this is why, like, this is why I don't like to get into rumors and report right. on rumors sure. because sure. there's just so much then speculation that goes into it and we'll know when they're ready to tell us. That's all it comes down to. So, well, you know, so, you know what he's good at too is like he's good at like his last tweet was way back on Christmas, and not way back, but back on yeah. Christmas, and it was a picture of Ahsoka and Gandalf, and it, it's just like he does that once in a while. He just throw like that. Every little, and he, I think like, Gandalf saying every everyone thought I was dead too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, you just never know. It's just this little cat and mouse game. I, it, Ahsoka, Ahsoka transcends uh, uh, our understanding of yeah. the Force. Um, she's not a Jedi. She's something else. So, wow, people yeah, are like, oh, that... in order for her voice to show up, she she must be a Force ghost. And it's like, well, Mace Windu was not a Force ghost, and his voice shows up. So yeah. expand your understanding of the Force a little bit. Um, in that moment. Also, also Ahsoka Tano is one of the greatest force users to have ever lived. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, like we don't know what a Togruta lifespan is. Mm. Um, we sure, I'm certain that there are source books that tell you, but until like the movies and TV shows rewrite history all the time. So Palpatine's alive or was (laughs) briefly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So, like, yeah. Don't ever like just just chill out. I think. I think. I think that's the overarching theme of of all of my Star Wars podcasting career is uh, everybody just chill out. Um, there you go. Because they'll tell us some cool stories if we just back off and let them. Um, <laughs> but man, I hope this rumor is true. I hope that oh, this fall. 
Yeah. I, or maybe as soon as sooner. I saw that, I started thinking like, oh, man, Mike sees this, he's going to go nuts, man. This is but it's pretty cool. I though. want – look, if we're going to get into it and we're going to go there, like obviously the, the Sabine and Ahsoka element of it, I want that. But I want a concurrent storyline of – Ezra and um, and Thrawn, wherever Thrawn, they end yeah, up yeah. in the sure. unknown regions, yeah. uh, I, I and they've like we're gonna it's a time jump right because it'll go to post Return of the Jedi, so it's been a few years, and I want to see that they are like a reluctant duo. And the other thing that I want to see is I want to see that Ezra's training hasn't ended because mm-hmm. Kanan is with him, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because right, right, like right. Force Ghost Kanan is training him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Freddie Prince Jr. is a part of the, of the show like that. <clears throat> nothing would make me happier. Um, because then the other thing that you imply there is that at a certain point when his son is ready to start learning the ways of the force, yeah, he can do that. Um, yeah. bring yeah. it all back together. Yeah, uh, the stories you can tell. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I just want more Freddie Prince Jr. in star Wars because, mm-hmm. You want to talk about somebody who gets it and then is in it and making it like that's the guy. He's the guy. He gets it. He is uh, in the same way he talks about. He refers to himself in this way, in the way that George trained Dave, yeah. Dave <laughs> trained Freddie. Right. Like it's so it like you're talking about that's a that's a Yoda to Dooku to Qui-Gon. Freddie Prince Jr. is a Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when it comes to his knowledge of the Force and yeah. the Jedi and Star Wars, so <laughs> more funny. of him is always a good thing. Always, yeah, I get Kanan. so excited whenever I hear his voice in Rise of Skywalker. It's so exciting. <laughs> I need to go yeah. see that movie again so bad. There you go. <laughs> it must be pretty so, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all that's going on, I guess, yeah. in the news. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put any. I put like originally no news in the in the. <laughs> rundown and then i was like you're like what about this clone wars february 7th i was like oh yeah we'll put that in we talk about that for 30 seconds and then we're like let's talk about this other stuff um let's get into so this episode much. yeah let's get this episode. we've gone Community. on for an hour already jeez okay let's go we gotta right. go we gotta go yeah. calculate the jump chop how is my boyfriend doing maybe i can help you I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. No! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. Uh, the Mutiny, director Bosco Ng, and written by Mar- uh, Margaret Scott, uh, which she's been around. I think this is her, I think, second time writing, so uh, good stuff from her. Uh, Craig and Gore meets with Sidion Ethano at an undisclosed location to complete a deal. A sizable amount of money in exchange for a cache of super battle droids left over from the Clone Wars. The pirate leader plans to use the hulking mechanical soldiers to take over the Colossus. So like at the end of the last episode, of course we had the uh, yep. Colossus swoop in with the aces and save Norath Yeager and Sonara and you know Turney Empire were there and the First Order were closing in and they got away. And this week we start with Kragan and his pirates. 
meeting with a weapons dealer who happens to be, like you said earlier, Mike, the Crimson Corsair Sidion Ethano, and uh, which we've seen him in The Force Awakens, and uh, he was in the last or the uh, Rise of Skywalker too. He was, yeah. He's the he's the only real like in the final scene, other than seeing the ghost land. He's the yeah. only real cameo that we get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I had to go back and go, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. You know, so yeah. So he's been around. Um, and uh, and this episode, The Mutiny, which I didn't catch on there for a second until Craig's yeah, ultimate plan, like, is to take over the Colossus. Yeah. And he's got the uh, the weapons here to do that with the battle droids. So, um, yeah. So you kind of enjoyed this episode. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but uh, what do you think? Craig is ultimately trying to take over the Colossus. We kind of saw that coming, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the, the first off, the description for the episode kind of gives yeah. it all away. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, uh, sooner or later, uh, it, it, it wasn't going to work forever. No, it, it's it's surprising that it lasted this long. Um, right, right. Yeah, but uh, I love the inclusion of Super Battle Droids. It's a, This is a great mm-hmm. um, uh, little piece of, of uh, throwback to the Clone Wars and to, to the prequels. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we saw him in the Mandalorian, and now we see him here on uh, on Resistance. So they're making a lot of appearances, and of course, a battle droid too, B one, right? Back. Then. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and we get to see a B one, and Matthew Wood returns in his greatest role. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, exactly. this is like second greatest because uh, obviously Roger is is his is his. Best. Oh, Roger! I thought you were going to say Grievous. I'm gonna be yeah. specific about a specific B one uh, because <laughs> Roger is just top tier. But yeah. uh, l- yeah. let me continue. Yeah, uh, sure. On the Colossus, Sinara and Captain Doza debate how he's been handling the pirates. Doza soon goes to speak with Kragen, suspicious of his breaking the lockdown and leaving the Colossus. Gore claims that he only brought back food and supplies for the ship. When Doza departs, Kragen and his pirates haul in the contraband. Uh, mm. it's, yeah, never trust a pirate. Right? I, I mean, <laughs> if Hondo were here, which, first of all, how dare you? Hondo isn't here. <laughs> yeah. Hondo has nothing to has not been on this show. Mm. Every other animated show since his creation he's basically been in. But that's fine. That's fine. He's not in this one. I would have much I would have been so much happier. That would like, have been cool, huh? Yeah. Sidon S- S- Athano is a really great design and I want stories with that character. I love the way that he looks. I love the name the Crimson Corsair. Let's get more of that. Um how much better would this episode have been? Oh, it's a great episode, all right. But how much better would this episode have been if the one who swindled them was Hondo Onaka? Hondo, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and if he had the Falcon, mm. because at this point in time, in between yeah, the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, is when he's running uh, Onaka Supply off of Batu. And if you had Hondo show up and be like. Craigan, come on, one pirate to another pirate. Let's come on. Like, I got you these <laughs> battle droids. It's all good. Like, if you need me, I'll be on Patu. Uh, come to Black Spire Outpost, right? Um, and for him to take off in the Falcon, and we get to see the Falcon for a second, and all that, right? Would have been really yeah. cool. Whatever, oh, it's yeah. not a big deal. It's, it's. I'm not <laughs> upset cool about though. that. But how cool would that have been? Yeah. And then yeah. for him to get them back, and and I, uh, I, and they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made perfect sense. We don't really know anything about about the Crimson Corsair, so we don't know that he would do this. He's a Corsair, he's a pirate. He's also a pirate. Never trust a pirate, right? Yeah. yeah. But 
How do we know never to trust a pirate? Hondo has told us on many occasions never trust. Yes, a pirate. yes, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Doza, like, and Doza, uh, yeah. like he's talking about the pirates right here. His his plan is just like I, I need to keep them on board just so I can keep an eye on them. You know what I mean? That's kind of his his uh, I guess reasoning yeah. for still having them around. So anyway, uh, Kaz goes to Doza's office and enters while the captain and Yeager are mid conversation with Niku. About a mysterious assignment in the pirate's hangar, Sonara, unaware of Gore's plot, tells Cragen that she wants no part of what he's planning. So we get uh, Doza and Kazan, or Doza and Yiga were talking, and they kind of interrupt and yeah. like, "What's going on there?" And it, it turns out that it's, "Hey, Niku, this is what we need you to do. You know, go and pretend like you're, you know, friends with Craig. We get to that in a second, though. Good, Mike. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Kaz secretly follows Niku to the pirate's hangar. Kragen immediately asks Niku if he will help repair the super battle droids, which he says are a gift to the Colossus for added security. Among the delivery, however, and much to Kragen's surprise, is a B1 battle droid. There it is. I love the I love the uh, the the paint schemes on these guys as well. I uh, totally totally new paint oh. schemes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. and that B1 actually looks really great. They they all actually look really good in this style. I I, I quite like it. Yeah, no, that I, I didn't notice. I did notice it too. I was like, that's, I don't think I've ever seen that before. So that was kind of that's a good pick out by you. I love that battle droids have been in all three animated series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that's one one thing that's been in all three is 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 super battle droids and and B ones. Um, mm-hmm. We get to see them in every every, uh, every incarnation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaz secretly follows Niku to the pirates' hangar. Craig and wait. I didn't, that's not the right one. No, at Aunt Z's. Uh, that's uh, at Aunt Z's. Kaz talks with Sonara, expressing his concern with Doza, Yeager, and Niku's secretiveness. Sonara feels the same about the pirates and is surprised to learn that Niku is working with the pirates. Eager to find out what's going on, she promises uh, to get Kaz inside the hangar. Uh, go ahead, Michael. Continue. Yeah. Uh, Niku toils away on the droids, and the pirates refuse to answer his questions about where Kragen acquired them. The B-1 droid assists in the repairs, and Niku tells his new companion, After we are through with your modifications, you'll be something more. There's our mm. foreshadowing of the, the <laughs> end of the episode. Before mm. he can finish work on B-1, however, Niku is taken away by Kragen. With the super battle droids ready, Gore has the Nikto engineer kept in a cargo container, as he readies to enact his plot, mm-hmm. um, I real I hope that B one is like a prominent thing in in the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, we don't have that much around. left. We got yeah. four episodes after this one, but I hope that he's around. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like, is he going to be part of the the crew now? You know, mm-hmm. seeing B one hanging around, that would be uh, that would be bad. Um, Kaz and Sonora, sneaking into the pirate's hangar, are soon captured by super battle droids and thrown in with Niku. Throughout the ship, Gore's droids wreak havoc, blasting the Colossus' security droids as Kragen makes his way to the tower. Niku, however, has a plan, and soon B-1 opens the con- uh, containing uh, container door. So here we go, Mike. Kragen unleashes the super battle droids and the Colossus. They start wreaking havoc. People are going crazy. And I just there was that one scene where... Um, there's the the guy in the bar and he kind of looks over and he's like, <laughs> yeah. And he goes back to his drink. He's just like, kind of funny. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just normal, normal stuff on just the, a, uh, just the another Colossus week on the Colossus. Yeah. 
Yeah, every once in a while they'll they'll throw something like that in. It's actually pretty funny. I, I kind of appreciate that kind of yeah, stuff. For so. sure. Uh, yeah, the green alien explains that he was suspicious of Kragen and programmed the droid to help them and complete his modifications. Uh, but Kragen and his droids reach the tower first, capturing Doza. When Kaz, Sainara, Niku, and B1 arrive, however, they find it empty. Kragen has taken Doza and Yeager to their hangar, where they will force them to walk into space in true pirate fashion. Yeah, I was going to say, that's just like a pirate walk, walk the, the plane. Walk the the space plank, if, if, if you will. Uh, Kaz and his friends make it to the hangar and are soon surrounded. But when Kragen orders his droids to blast them, they do not listen. Instead, B-1 commands the super battle droids to stand down, and they lower their weapons. Nico says he's upgraded B-1 to become the commander of the super battle droids. B-1 then orders the uh, B-2s to capture all pirates. So here we go, Mike. Nico had the plan along, not necessarily Nico, but... He was part of the plan, programs B1 to help out, and uh, everything's cool. You know, there you go. It's, it's It was the plan of Doza and Yeager, obviously, earlier on. And obviously, Doza was sniffing something out. He obviously didn't trust him, and uh, for whatever reason, it, this was the time to sniff something out. And he was, they were right, and, and they caught Kragen. And uh, here we go. We get to find out what happens. And yeah, kind of a kind of a a uh, reveal here in this last uh, paragraph. You want to take it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Sinara convinces Doza to offer Kragen a deal. His freedom for an assurance that he will never return to the Colossus. The captain agrees, and when the pirate gang leaves, Sinara stays with the Colossus. Shortly after, Yeager congratulates Niku on his successful spying job, leaving Kaz a little surprised that they didn't choose him. But I'm the spy, he says. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, a perfectly reasonable question, except, Kaz, you're a terrible spy. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and here's the thing, too. Like, uh, Sunara, she suggests to Doza that instead of imprisoning the pirates uh, in the brig, well, they'll just waste manpower watching them and other resources take care of them. She says, hey, let's, you know, get rid of their weapons and, uh, you know, put them on the galleon and, and let them go, you know, and uh, disable their hyperdrive, I think they might do or something like that. So they're going to let them go and kind of fend for themselves, it sounds like. So I don't know if this is going to come back and bite them in the butt later uh, or at the end. Um, you know, if there, was, if there were a season three, maybe, but <laughs> there's Probably no season now. three. So, <laughs> Well, and the last thing, too, is is the reveal, Mike, that, um, you know, Craig reveals that he took young and orphan Sonara off the streets of Vancor. Yeah, and raised her as if she like he was his own daughter. And uh, I guess the other character, I think her name was Valak. I think something along the same lines might apply to her as well, because Sonara mentions that they'd known each other for a long time. So yeah. it sounds like Kraken also obviously took these two in when they were young kids. So, um, but she's able to let that go, and she's basically chosen her side as well too. So yeah, like I said, uh, pretty decent episode. I, obviously, we saw that coming, you know, with the, with the title and everything. We kind of knew where it was going, but oh, a yeah. uh, pretty good episode uh, in any event. So uh, any final thoughts there, Mike? Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I love the connection back into the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there's some good some good jokes in this one. It's not too heavy-handed with the comedy, uh, which is mm-hmm. always appreciated. And uh, yeah, I mean, just a fun, like, little self-contained bottle episode. But uh, uh, sure. I mean, I'm still wondering for the series overall, when are we going to get to the actual 
you know, like the actual yeah. story, but uh, yeah. uh, but that's fine. It's Convex fine. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, next week, uh, that's it for this episode. But uh, next week, Mike, what is what do we got in store next week? Two episodes. We got two what? episodes uh, oh. this this coming uh, Sunday night. Uh, uh, so we got a one hour. Um, the New World, Doza takes the Colossus to a hidden world on the Outer Rim, only to find it's inhabited by beings who don't like them. And then, uh, uh, no safe place, Kaz decides to join up with Poe and the Resistance, but things go awry when he discovers the First Order has located the Colossus. So we're going to mm-hmm. get both of these episodes um, back to back, sort of in our lead up to the finale. It's interesting that we're getting the one hour two weeks before the finale but yeah that seems um, weird huh but but i don't know it, it is what it is so we'll, we'll see how this goes next week um we'll have to be real real tight on the uh on the the uh news so that we can get yeah. right into it but yeah um, definitely definitely so that's so that's gonna be so we got th- these two episodes and then after that uh it's just, just two more just two more after that yep yeah um hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's coming to a close. Uh, but oh. uh, but we got Clone Wars February seventeenth, uh, which we're really excited about. So that's right oh, yeah. in the offing, yeah. and apparently a Star Wars Rebels sequel series that'll be out by the end of the year. So, um, <laughs> Whoa. hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed uh, on that one. Yeah, Dang. Uh, awesome. Well, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest uh, Star Wars animation news by heading to Rebel Cells. Dot com. You can also follow us uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rebels Podcast, on Twitter at Rebels Podcast, as well as uh, on Instagram at Rebel Cells. And, uh, and you guys know we're a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com. And second, uh, by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack to chip in with your monthly pledge of support. Uh, thank you to everybody who does support us over there. Um, yes. That is it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with The New World and No Safe Place. It'll be a double episode next week. So look forward to that. We'll see you guys next week. 